The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As spiritual seekers, we often receive guidance on which path to follow. This might be necessary for some time, but as we move along, we need to trust our heart and become our own guide. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us, a place where we can listen to everyone's heart. Your companion on the journey is Jill Asselin. Come join us now on this path of inner exploration. Here is your host, Jill Asselin. Yes, good morning or good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Um, this is Jill speaking back with the um, Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in all of us. So welcome and thank you very much for listening. It's a pleasure being here. It's a clear blue sky day today here in, uh, in the Pacific Northwest. So the, um, the topic I picked... Uh, and I'm sorry, but I have a cold. Um, I went to see the doctor yesterday, and I may need to interrupt myself for a few seconds to blow my nose, but it's getting better. But just to let you know if I'm a little uh, nasal. So the topic that I chose this week um, is called Teaming Up with uh, Anger and its Transmuting Power. Um, I had talked about two instances of uh, being angry that Saturday morning passed uh, about 10 days ago. And this theme, I wanted to, in a sense, to follow up or to follow through this theme, uh, which seems to be uh, meaningful, um, obviously not to me, but to, I'm sure, many people. And uh, as I expected, you know, a lot of things have been um, popping in and out um, since I picked the theme. I think I picked the theme around, um, I believe it was Saturday. And as I would expect, you know, there were some instances of uh, anger swirling around of things coming back at me um, that could have angered me. It wasn't really the case, but still, um, what I did and what I always do, and it's uh, part of my recurring uh, advice, is I paid attention. I paid attention and I, I listened to... You know, I listened not only to what I could hear or what I could sense, but what I could see as well. And uh, again, it's my best advice to, to pay attention. Once you send out a message, once we send out a message to the universe, there's always a response, except it may not be the response we expected. And it may not be in the shape or in the way, in the form that we expected it. And that's just the way it is. We have to be uh, ready for that. And that, that goes along with um, my previous show when I talked about you know, sharpening our resonance skills because these messages 
coming from the universe, coming from your higher self. Like, it's really up to you, up to us to define where they come from. I don't think it really matters as long as we pick them up. We pick the, the frequency of those messages and we, and we so-called get it. But um, so that's what I wanted to say, that it's important to listen, to pay attention. And that's what a friend of mine mentioned um, last week, that uh, listening to my show made her, you know, realize how important it is to listen. And we have so many things, you know, coming through our minds, through our busy lives, I would say coming onto our radar. And the question is, how much do we catch? How much or uh, how many things do we perceive in the, in the jungle of our daily lives? It's not a very easy exercise, I guess. To, you have to be able to, uh, you know, to turn down the, the chatter in our minds in the first place. And then all the external um, stimulation, for lack of a better word, all things going on. There's so much going on in our lives. And uh, I have the... I think it's a blessing not to be able to, to go into an office every day and, and meet co-workers because I know that it could be also a, a good reason for stress, for, for, you know, good relationships, but as well, you know, responsibilities and, and stress and when so much can be done these days uh, virtually. So there's two little things I wanted to mention uh, that really struck me this week. Uh, it's been a... I don't want to say, I would say interesting week, but it's been, it's been quite a week. And the first one is um, in relation to the show. And again, I don't know what it means, but um, I have to fill out a form every time I prepare for the show. I have to fill out a form for the network when I mention, you know, the date and time and, uh, and uh, a bit of what was, uh, I will be addressing. And um, at the very end, um, there's a line when I need to fill out some keywords, keywords relating to the theme of the show. I guess for search engines, I would assume. And uh, so I, I have up to eight keywords. And I was doing this Saturday evening, um, maybe around 10 o'clock. And I came up with a few, you know, spiritual slash uh, quote-unquote spiritual keywords, like mission, purpose, anger, you know, um, looking at anger from a spiritual perspective. And the last one, I was going to type something and what came through it was sort of a message, but not really a message. It was there. And was the two words that were there were, was a turning point. And I wrote it down, and I sent it to the network. And I can tell it wasn't something coming from my mind. It had no reason to be there. And I, you know, I let it be, in a sense. I let it be, I let it go into the system. And uh, I can't tell, but I could sense somehow that there would be a turning point and possibly today, possibly February 25th. And in what area of my life or our lives or the planet, I cannot tell. But uh, it's the kind of message that I do not discard. But I know they have a lot of uh, spiritual value and a lot of uh, power as well. And if I wanted uh, some sort of a confirmation, one came um, Monday morning, I was reading a blog, a blog of a woman who is also based uh, in Washington State, in in the uh, southeastern part of the state. And um, she just retired, and she left her job. And she said she was going back to work today. 
February 25th to turn in our badge and the keys of our office or the keys to the whatever building. And she said it would be a turning point for me. And you know, as we would say, I said, bingo. And um, again, that was it. Not much else. Um, apparently, I read yesterday on the internet that many people think or sense or feel that something is about to happen. It wasn't my sense. Uh, the message I got was simply turning point. And um, I haven't tried to make you know, too much out of it uh, because I could go into very many different directions and end up nowhere. And so that's what it was. I wanted to share it with you because it's related to the show and it's related to something I'm not able to um, apprehend yet. But future shall tell us. And the second thing which was almost... Um, Almost more amazing was last Thursday, so right after the show, I went out outside our house. We live in a townhouse. And I went out to check our mail. And as I got out, I moved a bit to the left and then looked straight ahead of the, the garage. And I could see a band, a band of violet light. Uh, pretty, um, you know, clearly delineated. It was, you know, it was on the tar. So the tar is obviously very black. There's some mold as well, so it's greenish. And there was a, a long band of violet light. And I didn't know what it was. So the, I did two things. The first thing I did is to look above the garage to see where the sun was. And the sun was maybe shining at a 90-degree angle above the garage. So there was no way the sun could have lit that area right in front of the garage door. And the second thing I, do, I did is that I picked up my, my phone and I took some pictures. And the first one I took, I took it at 2.22 on Thursday. And this is about it. Um, you know, is it a sign from, you know, usually you would associate the violet flame with Saint-Germain, the Count of Saint-Germain, the Ascended Master. And I, I do, but then uh, I could see that as a sign from, from above. What does it mean? Uh, 222 is a number that I've been seeing fairly recent, um, frequently in a, in a recent time. And uh, a friend of mine in Europe said it's, um, the meaning of it is like it's, uh, I am a multidimensional being in gestation. And that's just fine. <laughs> But, um, you know, those things happen, and they happen for a reason. They happen for a spiritual reason. And these two instances were too big for me not to, be, not to miss them, not to no notice them, I guess. And, um, and here I am doing the show as every Thursday afternoon. So nothing has changed. Two things came into my life. I observed them. I took note of them. I um, I don't know what else to say, and I, I don't have to, except that also in terms of the violet flame outside our garage door, I read an article on, on Monday by um, a woman called Patricia uh, Cota Robles. Um, I, I knew the name, but... 
for whatever reason, uh, I never connected with what she wrote. Never. Uh, so I used to get some messages into my, into my mailbox from a, from a website, from a, a blog site, and I kind of ignore it. Except that this past Monday, there was another message from Patricia um, Kota Robles. Um, I believe it was published on the 21st or 9th, I don't know, it doesn't really matter. In the past few days, 19th, yes. And where she talks about, um, about a new kind of violet flame. And it's, um, she called it the violet flame of God's infinite perfection. I'm just going to read you two short paragraphs that I uh, accepted from, uh, from a blog, from a post. And again, um, this is what it is. You know, uh, I can't digress and make plans out of what I observed or what came into my life. But I just think it's very interesting, sometimes very intriguing. And we do find, you know, when we walk the path, we do find lots of small pebbles uh, a friend of mine called them breadcrumbs. And it's very much the same. You know, there's little uh, clues on the path that tell us possibly that we're on the right track, possibly that we are moving forward. And um, I wouldn't pay too, too much attention to that, but at the same time, it could be very, very mind-boggling. So this is what Patricia had to say about this new violet flame. The reason the newly anchored violet flame of God's infinite perfection is so powerful is that it pulsates with a perfect balance of our Father God's fifth-dimensional crystalline solar frequency of the masculine blue flame of divine power and our Mother God's fifth-dimensional crystalline solar frequency of the feminine pink flame of divine love. Which means to me that there's a balance in there between the blue flame and the pink flame, which turn into violet or purple. When the masculine and feminine polarities of our Father, Mother, God's crystalline light merge into a perfectly balanced violet flame, everything this sacred flame embraces is lifted into a higher expression of this divine potential and infinite perfection than it was previously able to express. So it is obviously a very powerful uh, flame. However, uh, this flame manifests. And um, there's one more paragraph. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it now and then comment a bit on it. But the new violet flame of God's infinite perfection pulsates with all of the divine qualities we have known and associated with the violet flame. For far. Forgiveness, mercy, compassion, transmutation, divine ceremony, justice, liberty, freedom, and victory. But now the full divine momentum of God's infinite perfection permeates every aspect of this sacred fire as well. So it you know, it seems a very powerful flame. I don't know if it's, why is it a new one? The, the old one has been replaced. I have no idea. Um, it's not the kinds of question I ask. But um, I haven't been using the violet flame much, except now that it seems that 
it really got into my life through the back door, through the back door of our garage. And I'm starting to pay much more attention to it. I understand that um, we do healing with it. And the way I've been doing healing is just, uh, I don't know if I should say just, but sending out, you know, positive thoughts to people that need my assistance. I've been doing this on a regular basis. So maybe now we'll be using the violet flame a bit more. And I came across a friend of mine on the East Coast, a close one, and, uh, and she mentioned using the, the violet flame on a regular basis. She's, just, she's using it just once a, once a day in the morning for herself. And then the rest of the day, she's very much immersed into that violet flame. And she sends it all around. She blazes and blazes and blazes, as she says. And she blazes and blesses uh, all the people around her. And um, that kind of um, resonated with me, uh, the idea of using the violet flame to, to transmute. And I think transmutation is one of the qualities mentioned by Patricia Cotter-Wobbles. And um, a lot of things can happen. I think we, the, the, the question that I have, and it's what I was very perplexed, when I use or when I think about the violet flame, I don't see any kind of violet in my mind. I tend to see things when I close my eyes, but it's much more a question of energy and movement. I mentioned a couple of times to a friend, you know, a vortex of energy, things moving right in front of my mind when I close my eyes, and I'm closing my eyes now. And um, it could be something like a whirlpool of energies. Sometimes I see colors, but they tend to be more yellowish. Sometimes blue. Uh, could be Archangel Michael. But um, it's not clear. I'm not at a point in my spiritual development where I can see color on a regular basis. Maybe I will. In the future, maybe I won't. I don't know. It's not, it's not part of my conscious goals to be able to see colors. I've seen a little bit when I was working with my energy coach about a year ago or a year and a half ago. The color I was seeing is turquoise. I don't see it anymore. This may have had to do with his own um, expression, uh, his own energy, expression of his own energies and the way I connected with them. But um, we no longer work together, so it is just a different, um, a different version of the path. I'm not going to go into that at the moment, but I think it's important when we think that um, we are done working with someone, I think it's important to take off and move on to whatever calls us. Um, it's also a guarantee in a sense that we're not into worshipping or expecting too much from the person, expecting to be saved. There's so many of us who, you know, think that things are going to get better because we work with a coach or we work with a teacher or we work with a guru and that guru is going to help us. But a real teacher, a real um, guru uh, is going to be able to take you back to your seat, to the seat that is within you, the seat of your higher potential, the seat of your higher self. And this is what you and we need to nurture on a regular basis, doing, again, whatever 
we want to do. It could be using the violet flame, it could be doing meditation, it could be chanting mantras, it could be listening to music. Um, there's so many ways we can do that. But again, I think the attitude we have towards um, someone that we are working with and not working for um, is important. I think it's... Um, for a long time, I have had a, a desire for egalitarian relationships on many levels. And that's one, I think, one of the reasons why I left uh, the Buddhist organization um, a while back. Um, I could sense, everybody could sense and see a very big pyramid in action and a pyramid of, of so-called leaders. And people, as you know, as we know, people can be leaders in title. But their actions or their words um, do not always reflect that pattern of leadership, of so-called leadership. And I've seen that so many times that um, maybe I learned my lesson and suddenly coming out of the, I call it the, go the golden cage, you know, when we feel very comfortable as part of organization, as part of an organization. You know, we have good relationships. We have friends. We have people who care. Uh, when we need help, you know, we give a call and, and the call is being uh, answered. That feels very, very homely. It's something that everybody needs to some extent. But it doesn't mean that your future lies within that organization, within that group, or within that whatever entity. So it's very important for us to uh, exert our judgment, our to our discernment, in a sense. And this will be my, my last few words for now. Um, it's a very strong thing for me, this idea of walking our own path. Again, we may need some help. At some point, we may need some scaffolding. But I don't think that, and you will hear that from many, many people, nobody else can walk the path for you. Nobody can face the obstacles that you are facing, that we are facing um, for us. It's really up to us. It's really up to us to face up to the challenge and embrace um, whatever comes to us, be it something pleasant or be it um, anger. So thank you very much. I will see you in a, in a few seconds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jill Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello again, this is Jill nurturing the spiritual spelunker in all of us and going deep into the cave listening again uh, I mentioned that um, in the first segment listening to what comes to us sharpening uh, honing our resonance skills and see what happens trying sometimes to put um, two and two together without using too much of our logical, rational mind, because the, the mind can take us, as we know, into a very, very strange uh, detour. And I wanted to, to start with a, a poem that I received this morning at my uh, inbox. I think it would be a good time to do it now. Reflecting on, on our names, you know, not only our first name and last names or whatever names you have, nicknames possibly, but this one says it's a poem by a person called Zelda. I don't know who she is. I assume it's a woman. And it says each of us has a name. Each of us has a name. Each of us has a name given by God and given by our parents. Each of us has a name given by our stature and our smile and given by what we wear. Each of us has a name given by the mountains and given by our walls. Each of us has a name given by the stars and given by our neighbors. Each of us has a name given by our sins and given by our longing. Each of us has a name given by our enemies and given by our love. Each of us has a name given by our celebrations and given by our work. Each of us has a name given by the seasons and given by our blindness. Each of us has a name given by the sea and given by our death. And it's from Zelda again. When I read something, again, there's, you know, it, it tickles or it doesn't. But it's interesting because um, I believe we all have a spiritual name. My spiritual name is Victor, V-I-C-T-A. And I think it's important to ask, to ask whomever, to ask the universe for some feedback. And it's very interesting because towards the beginning of last year, I was having some, um, 
Some very interesting dreams. I remember one dream I was boarding a plate, a charter plane, which was delayed at O'Hare Airport in Chicago. And I was going to India. And at some point there was a layover, possibly in England. And um, I don't really know what it meant. It may have had something to do with Buddhism and the spread of Buddhism, from what I learned. But why departing from Chicago O'Hare? I have no idea, except that at the same time, I was asking for my name, and the name that came was Vicky, V-I-C-K-I or V-I-C-K-I-E, and it sounds, um, it sounds very British to me, and I was trying to make sense of that layover in, in England, and I'm not sure, possibly the city of Leicester uh, came to, uh, to mind. But no confirmation, no, no image. And it's very interesting too. When I was coming back from France last October, I think it was around the 23rd of October, I was taking a flight between um, Paris and San Francisco. And on board, there was obviously many stewardesses and stewards. And one of them... Um, was going to retire. It was a last flight. And uh, in the plane, I was reading a book about the Grail and a very meaningful um, portion of the time in the plane that I was reading had to do with um, the Grail influenced by the Cistercian um, monks or train of thoughts in the I believe it was 11th and 12th century France when the Cistercian monks were very powerful, and especially a name, um, Bernard de Clairvaux. Very interestingly, I had been visiting uh, the abbey of Bernard de Clairvaux, the Clairvaux Abbey in, uh, near Troyes in France. And, and I was reading this book, which I haven't finished, which is interesting. It's about the Grail and Marie Magdalene. It's really part of my path, and it's something I was um, attracted to. And as it turned out, um, the name of the stewardess who was retiring was Vicky. And again, signs on the path, little pebbles, little breadcrumbs. What do they mean? It's really up to us to interpret. But um, I think that, you know, that... It's like a wink, uh, a wink of an eye saying hello. Maybe it's a cloud. Maybe it's um, an angel, you know, dropping by on your shoulder and um, reading the book along with you. We can make so many interpretations. And usually those interpretations have meaning for us only. I guess it's not anyone else's path. And we believe what we believe. I think no one else is there to make us believe how we should walk and what we should meet on the path. So that was my little um, my little digression about about the name. And not so long ago, so I was talking to a friend of mine in Germany uh, that I mentioned, Gerhard. And I, I told him, you should ask about your name. You should ask the universe. You should ask your angels. I'm going to blow my nose. I'm going to 
mute myself for two seconds. Thank you. And so, and so I told him, you know, you should, um, should ask the universe for your name. And he did. And something came. And that's what I think that's, it's important to ask. One of the key, you know, ingredient, especially dealing with um, ascended masters and angels, and this, I hear, hear this so many times that they are around us to help us make progress, deal with our own uh, challenges and, and problems. But we have to ask. If we don't ask, they are just there, protecting us, observing what we are doing and possibly smiling in, in, in compassion. Smiling and supporting us. Smiling can be a way of, of giving positive feedback. And so each of us has a name given by our sins and given by our longing. I don't know about my sins. Um, it's a word that I really, really don't like. Um, I haven't been to church for a long time. I went to church when I was a youth. Um, but I left that behind a long time ago. Given by our longing, um, makes a lot more sense to me. You know, what do we long for? Building a family, having a roof, having food on our table, that's very legitimate. That's a very noble goal. But what do we long for? And on a spiritual path. I was talking to a friend of mine in Sweden this morning. Sweden seems to be... Um, a place where I can find and talk to a lot of spiritual friends. And we have a, a deep connection going back to Cathar times with this person. Her name is Valeria. And the same thing I asked, I said, please ask for your name. And she says, every time I do, I have signs in a sense. The sun is shining and she can see violet rays of sun coming through the window, which is very interesting uh, based on what I discussed earlier on. So there, there's a sign and there's a response, but in our case, apparently there hasn't been a name. Why? I don't know. I think the more we don't get any response, the more we should ask, because it's our right. It's our right to know. It's our right to to understand who we are. This makes me think about um, a question I asked yesterday to another friend of mine. Uh, he has a blog. His name is his spiritual name is Wananda. And he was talking at something that may be of interest to you as well. There may be some great beings that have reincarnated in this lifetime within many souls, which means there are many different aspects of the same soul. And he was writing this article in terms of, um, or because some people had asked the question. It's sometimes confusing that you think you are a soul aspect of someone and then someone else the same, share the same nature, possibly the same name. And it's very confusing and possibly that other person has more of a remembrance or more visions than you do. And um, 
So he wrote an article about that, explaining, you know, what this is the case, and um, especially in, the, in terms of what he called great beings, like in this case, it was Marie Magdalene, which I know about at least five or six people, always women, who have a, a very strong connection to Marie Magdalene. And, um, and I was perplexed about this, um, this fact, which may also relate to me as well in a different incarnation, I don't know. And he said it's all right in his response to the question I asked after, at the bottom of his post. Uh, he asked, you know, uh, he told me, sorry, that's our right to know. And um, it's important for us to get a whole picture of who we are. It's important to learn about our past lives and to learn also about possibly the things we need to transmute, the difficult lives that we've uh, experienced, the challenges that we faced, and possibly even more importantly, the, the, the unresolved issues that came out of specific lives. You know, possibly the way we died, if it's a, it was a violent death, and possibly the resentment that we um, collected or accumulated from those lives. We don't know. We don't know until we ask. And I don't have the, the ability to look into my lives and to, to delve into it, into them. But I have the good fortune of people telling me, you know, a lot of things uh, that I can check and double check with other people. And that's how they build uh, the puzzle of my life. And that's how I connected um, my life in Sweden again in the early 17th century with uh, Nicola Poussin, who was uh, living in Rome at the moment. And um, as I said earlier on, it's very important to be curious, to be curious about things we notice, especially things we don't understand, and ask, we should ask whomever we think is the right person. But in most cases, the right person to ask is the universe. And um, we do get answers. As I said, maybe not the answer we think we should be getting, but we get some sort of an answer. And, um, and this is the way it is, again. I think it's, uh, it's really a question of being persistent. It's a question of um, endurance, stamina in a sense, on the path. There will be... Um, Obviously, a lot of challenges that we're going to be meeting, and that brings me to—I um, may—I may keep this for the next ten minutes of the show because I again need to blow my nose. But I wanted to to talk about that notion of being tested, and anger definitely can be a way of being tested, especially the way the way I looked at anger, the metaphor that came to mind when preparing for the show and typing some notes is the image of the volcano. And there's a lot going on within the volcano. A lot of magma, a lot of fusion, a lot of heating, a lot of uh, burning, a lot of... It's like inner turmoil, is one way to put it. And then, is this magma going to turn into lava, explode? And um, 
go down the slopes of the volcanoes. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's the point. The image here might be that we need to control ourselves. And that's how we are being tested in terms of uh, exerting self-control, in terms of uh, questioning, you know, what's going on with the volcano. Again, the, this process of asking questions, there's always going to be an answer. There's always going to be progress to reward curious minds. That's my sense. That's what I would like to encourage you to do. Keep asking. Keep asking questions. Be persistent. Don't slack off. Be there. And um, I've had experiences of anger this past week all around me. I don't know if I was the volcano. I think the volcano has lost... A lot of my own volcano I'm talking about is, has lost a lot of its power. Maybe the furnace is not as, I don't know, as powerful as it used to be. I'm not going to go into that because I think I mentioned that in some of my shows, but I had bouts, boots of anger 10, 12 years ago that do not occur anymore. And um, again, to go back to the title of the show, anger is being transmuted. Anger, pain, any kind of negative feeling coming from this life or coming from a previous life, we can transmute it into something that eventually will be useful to, um, to humanity and a future to the future of our planet, the planet which is um, ascending. And so... I think it's very important um, not to neglect this kind of work, this kind of transmuting work within our own furnace, the furnace of our own life. The furnace of, it's almost like a furnace of construction. We are constructing something for the future, something for, for the better, I would say. And only we can do it based on the names we have, based on who we are, based on what we received in our, usually in our formative years, uh, a lot of things may have happened, uh, pleasant or very unpleasant, positive or detrimental. A lot of this um, needs to come out. It needs to come out of the furnace and it can come also in very respectful ways. It doesn't have to burn and explode and, and spread all over the volcanoes and, and kill people, in a sense, to use another metaphor. So I would encourage you to finish this, this segment to, to reflect and think about what is going on in your furnace, providing you have a furnace. It's not up to me to tell. It's really up to you to assess and, and observe and, and, and reflect and, and address what is boiling within, providing, again, that um, something is boiling. So thank you very much. Your- 
your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Jill Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Hello again, this is Jill. Thank you very much for listening today and being uh, present, live or on demand. I truly appreciate. So I was starting starting to talk about anger in my, excuse me, in my last segment. And um, I use this metaphor of the volcano that erupts. Or doesn't erupt, providing we're able to control and, and master um, what is boiling down in the furnace. And I think that's, again, that's a, a metaphor which came to me and which is very meaningful. I've had times where I could, for whatever reason, picture also a volcano and a crater at the top of the volcano and possibly a thousand petals around the circumference of the volcano. And that made me think about my crown chakra. So is there a connection there? It looks like, you know, there's a lot of energy going up our spine. This energy is sometimes called Kundalini or Azov. And it's a very cleansing energy, providing it fires the right channels, providing there's no more blocks on the way up and providing it can find its way out and do the work that it's supposed to do. I've had one instance of a very strong feeling of Kundalini, a lot of force within me, which was about four years ago on a trip to Europe. 
And um, I'm not going to say too much about that now, but I wasn't really conscious of what was going on. And I wrote about it. I kept a journal. And I reflected on what had happened during that week in Europe. And um, it was interesting to discuss it. I was working with my coach, the coach uh, Lev Nathan at the time, a sound healer and, and, uh, and coach. And I sent him that uh, account. It was very interesting for him and us to reflect on that instance, on that explosion within. So the other thing I wanted to talk, talk about is the, this notion of being tested. It's very much part and parcel of the path. And it's a good sign. It may not be a pleasant sign, but I think um, over the years, at least in my case, you know, I came to recognize the signs of this being tested, of this testing. And um, eventually I think I became friend with this testing to the point that I think, uh, depending on what it is, I surrender to, to what happens. And I do get angry or I do not. You know, I have a cold and I went to see the doctor yesterday morning. I saw a doctor very rapidly in an urgent care um, office. Within 20 minutes, I was out with my prescription. Prescription for a mouthwash. So for something very simple. And then I got to the pharmacy and the pharmacy said, we have to ask for authorization from your health insurance company. And that took a full day. I didn't get my medication until this morning around 11 o'clock, an hour before the show. And I reflected on that, you know, I reflected on my, was my volcano active? I won't tell you, I will be honest, I won't tell you that I was happy, but I wasn't upset. And the good news when I look back is that the person at the pharmacy said it could have taken three days for us to get the authorization. In the end, they got it within a day. And so, maybe I saved one third or two thirds of my irritation. But it's, you know, it's very important again in our, in our, in our testing, in our, in our furnace down there to, to see, look at the signs when we are triggered to see to look at the resp response signs and see what happens and i'm sure you will understand we will understand that those when those triggers do not produce any effect then we're becoming uh, the masters of something we have mastering we have mastered part of the process part of I don't know why, it's an inner, uh, it's both spiritual and it's also part of the mind process. The mind throws at us all these challenges that make us angry, upset, jealous, guilty, whatever, whatever our path is made of. And it's really up to us to recognize what goes on and uh, how things work. Again, it's very important to be curious and to ask, you know, how do I function? Why is this happening to me? What is, there the, what is the message here for me to understand? And I would say 95% of the cases, there is a message. 
and again, the message can simply be about about being tested, except that it's up to us to decipher this this testing in disguise. I was looking for the best word. That's what it is, testing in disguise sometimes. Another trick from our minds. And how do we respond? How how do we not respond? I think it's very important. It needs to be ingrained into our consciousness. So I wanted to read a couple in in a very few minutes that I have left. I wanted to read a couple of... of, um, excerpts from uh, a channel message coming from the great divine director. I will tell you shortly where it is. And there's messages of him on my blog site, nurturingthegiftofseeking.org. And they came from a lady called Tazjima, who has ascended since. And she was channeling uh, the great divine director, who is no other than Ganesh, one of the sons of Shiva. And I thought the message were really, you know, speaking to me, I could tell there was something for me to be, to be grasped. And I'm just going to read briefly a couple excerpts. But uh, what I wrote in the introduction to these posts, among the few channel messages that I read on, I read on various sites and blogs, those of the great divine director are most meaningful to me. I especially appreciate his honesty in consistently informing us that we will be tested. And I'm sure we all are, if we look carefully at the energetic patterns that keep coming back to us. And the last one I'm reading was three years old, so I was reflecting on something that happened on July 1st. But again, there's messages coming right and left, north, south, east, west. And they come for a purpose. And I wanted to read one more to end. One more excerpt from, uh, from the post itself. The, the, the June 1st, 2013 by Tazjima. These many past days are ascribed as demonstrated God's will in our life by again committing to our path, to its importance and position in our life. Know that you are constantly tested to see that commitment is still held although all experience is useful for the shard of the creator that you are. However, those who would lead, those who would lead teach and demonstrate to the awakening masses must first be willing to commit their lives into the hands of their self, the internal connection to source, in order that the connection be of the highest, purest possible. So this testing goes back to this idea that I mentioned, this idea of fire, this idea of a furnace burning. And we know that the greatest swords are cast in fire, are tested by fire, and that they become of the finest, final, finest metals because of the process uh, they went through because of the refining uh, process and, and tuning or whatever. And I believe a good part of our path goes along the same lines, the path of being tested, the path of being refined as a human being, and the path, and the path sorry, of emerging victorious in the end. So thank you very much. I will see you again next week. 
you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giel Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again. Thank you.